This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hi, everybody. It's Deanna here, and it's February that I'm recording this, and so often in February, people think very much about love. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about love, but we're not going to talk about romantic love. Romantic love is great, don't get me wrong, uh, but I'm going to talk about the love between God and us. Because that love is eternal, and it also, in many ways, can be used as a mirror to look at and to say, am I loving the people God has given me in my life the way God loves me? And so that's what we're going to look at today for a little while. So way back in the, in the beginning of scripture, in the book of Deuteronomy, God is calling the Israelites to him and he says to them, you shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart and with your whole being, and with your whole strength. And that's Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. So clearly, God is looking for us to love him totally and freely with everything that is in us. And the thing is that God asks this of us. And sometimes we may think, well, He's asking me of this huge thing because it's hard to love someone that much, isn't it? With all of your heart, with all of your being, with all of your strength. But ultimately, it's not hard to love God that way because of the gifts that he gives us. And so there are two scripture verses that I'm I'm going to focus in on one from the Old Testament from the book of Isaiah and one from the New Testament from uh, St. Paul's letter to the Romans. So I'm going to start with the Old Testament since it's always better to begin at the beginning, right? And this helped me tremendously understand why God could ask me to love him with my whole heart, my whole mind, and with all of my strength. It's because of what God has given me and what he has done for me that we then are able to love him back really in that same manner. So I'm going to read Isaiah chapter 43. And if you want to go ahead and grab your Bible so you can follow along. But if not, I will definitely reference in the show notes. So it's Isaiah chapter 43 verses 1 to 7. Just And if you're in a place where you can close your eyes, as in not driving or cooking dinner or something of that nature, please do. Just settle down and just listen, not only with your ears, but with your heart. But now, thus says the Lord, who created Jacob, who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through waters, I will be with you. Through rivers, you shall not be swept away. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, nor will flames consume you. For I, the Lord, am your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. 
I give Egypt as ransom for you, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my eyes and honored and I love you. I give people in return for you and nations in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. From the east I will bring back your offspring. From the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them. Bring back my sons from afar, and my daughters from the ends of the earth. All who are called by my name, I created for my glory. I formed them, made them. All who are called by my name, I created for my glory. So God has called each one of us by name. Maybe some of us haven't answered him yet, but he is calling each one of us by name and he wants us to be his. He truly wants us to be his. And if we read, if we, if we ponder those verses that I just read, all of the things that jump out at me, that, it's, that God reminds us, he created us, he formed us, we are redeemed, he calls us, we are precious, he honors us, he loves us. We do not need to be afraid because he is with us. And then when he talks a little bit there uh, in here, when Isaiah is talking about the east and the west and the north and the south, he's talking about the, the kingdom of Israel at this point is divided. And so if you think about that, so Israel was a divided kingdom back then. And some of us now experience that same division in our families, maybe not to the extent that the Israelites experience the division. Hopefully we still, still are speaking and spending time with our families, but oftentimes many of our families are separated because of a lack of same beliefs that we share. And so that can sometimes be very difficult. But here again, there's that reassurance that he says in, in verse six, bring back my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Ultimately, all of us are going to be reunited with our families because that is what God wants for all of us. And so we don't need to be afraid because God has redeemed and called us for his glory, for his glory. So when you think about that, okay, think about the word glory. It's an exciting, very big, bold word. Sometimes we talk about how God has created us for good or wants our good. And good is good. But glory, glory is amazing. It's exciting. It's bigger than anything that most of us experience on a regular basis. And yet that is what God is calling us to. He's calling us to glory so that our life is a reflection of his glory. And we just give out the glory that he's given us to other people. So that's why I say, in a sense, it's like a mirror. So yes, God is asking something very big of us. He's asking us to love him with every part of ourselves. But in return, he's created us for glory, which means that we don't have to walk around thinking we're not enough or that we're going to screw up or that we're failures because we have God on our side. We have God within us. 
And because of that, because of knowing that we are created in his glory, we can return that love that he gives us to him with our whole mind, our whole heart, and all of our strength. Because no matter what we do, God is right there with us. And are we going to have trouble? Yes, we're going to have trouble. That's like saying, do you need to breathe to live? Of course you need to breathe to live. Are you going to have trouble? Yes, you're going to have trouble. But God tells us, when we pass through waters, I will be with you. Through rivers, you shall not be swept away. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. Think about that. Do we hold on to that? Or do we believe that this disaster is going to do us in? Whatever that disaster may be. And sometimes we have huge trials in our life. People get sick. People have accidents. Things that are really out of our control. And what do we do in those times? We have to go back and we have to go back to God and we have to say to him, Lord, you promised me that I was created for glory, that I was made for your glory and that you're going to be by me. And so I'm going to trust that you're going to help me through what I am going through. Now, sometimes our trials are really not trials. There are our mistakes or our mishaps that we have brought upon ourselves because we are trying to do things on our own. I know that for myself, many times I think, well, God is not with me. And I realize it's not that God is not with me. It's that I have not invited him in. I've not invited him in. I've not accessed God. It's sort of like, you know, if you need an emergency vehicle, you have to dial 911. So when you need God, you have to reach out to him. So we have to remember that he is with us in our trials and in our everyday life, no matter what it is we are trying to do. And so that helps me, and I hope it helps you understand why I say in some ways it's easy to love God. Now, part of the equation, though, with love is not only God loving us and us loving God. It's other people, isn't it? You know, there's that old joke. Dear God, I'm having a really good day today. I haven't yelled at anyone. I haven't gotten angry at anyone. I haven't thought bad thoughts of anyone. And now I'm going to get out of bed. Well, you know, it's easy to be good if you haven't left your bed and interacted with anyone. But the reality is, is that most of us interact with people on a very regular basis. So how are we supposed to behave? Well, oftentimes uh, we look at scripture, people often point to 1 Corinthians, Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, and he has those beautiful passages about love. But when I was working on my Bible study on the fruits of the Holy Spirit, um, I chose a different text for love. I chose Romans 12, verses 9 to 13, because those verses talk about how to treat people and how we can conquer evil. Think about that, conquer evil. I, I wanna be able to conquer evil. Mostly first, I wanna conquer the evil that somehow seeks to rest in my soul at times because I am not perfect. I'm, I'm sure that's a shock to those of you who know me personally, right? joking. Um, I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. And sometimes evil works its way in to those spots of our soul that we have not 
cleaned out and given over to God. And so Romans 12 is an amazing set of verses. And I'm going to read those to you again as I did the Isaiah passage. And just thinking about what those verses say to you. And so again, if you can just put yourself in a place of listening uh, while you're uh, listening to this podcast rather than doing something else. So it's Romans 12, 9 to 13. Sorry, I was on the wrong page of my Bible. All right, here we go. This is about mutual love. It says, let love be sincere. Hate what is evil. Hold on to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Anticipate one another in showing honor. Do not grow slack in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Endure in affliction. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the Holy Ones. Exercise hospitality. So, one of the things, as literally as I was reading that to you right now, when I read these three words, serve the Lord, which is the last few words of verse 11, serve the Lord. When we are out in our daily life and we come across people that we know and they have needs, do we look at them as bothers or do we look at them as opportunities to serve them as we can serve the Lord. And that really is a change that if, when you make that change, when you realize that you're not only taking care of that person's needs, you're also serving the Lord in the taking care of that person's needs. So it is truly for a greater good. Yes, you're filling an immediate need. Your child has a dirty diaper, you change their dirty diaper, you take care of that need, okay? Absolutely, but it gets tiresome, doesn't it? Constantly changing diapers, constantly loading and unloading dishwashers, constantly doing laundry. What are we doing? Are we doing those just because they have to get done? Well, yes, they have to get done, but if we look at them rather as serving the Lord, then it puts a different spin on them. And it helps us to realize that we're not just taking care of someone's bodily and physical needs. And what about those of us, you know, you go to work every day. Sometimes work can be very burdensome because we're not necessarily surrounded by people who share our values and and work ethic. So it is our chance then to model what it means to be a believer in Christ. And so we can be full of zeal and fervent and knowing that in our jobs, we are not only serving the people, but we are serving the Lord. And then what about our families? Sometimes our families, especially our spouses, are the people who bear the brunt of our agitation, which isn't really fair, is it? We love our spouses, we love our children, our families, but they can be difficult at times 
because they don't always maybe do what we want them to do or they're not behaving in the best way. And so sometimes our responses to them are less than Christ-like. And so that's when we have to go back to the beginning of that passage. Hate what is evil. Hold on to what is good. And so the things that are getting to us, we need to ask God maybe two questions. One is, why is this bothering me so much about this person in my life? And two is how can I get rid of it? So what is this, what is it that's bothering me and how can I get rid of it? Because oftentimes there are certain things that happen to us over and over again and we find ourselves getting annoyed about them over and over again without understanding why. And often if we can understand why, and by asking the Lord to reveal that to us, he will tell us, then we can solve the problem. And then we can go back to loving one another. You know, and that's what it's about. It is about loving one another. It's not about being a doormat. It's not about anticipating people's needs to the degree that you forget about yourself. That is not at all what God is asking us to do. Because remember, he wants us to be rooted and grounded in him and to get our strength from him. And when we do that, then we are going to be able to have sincere mutual love and affection for one another. And then I love where it says, anticipate one another in showing honor. You know, I will say that the first few years, maybe even more than a few years that I was married, I talked sometimes too much about my husband to too many people and not always maybe in the best way. And that was wrong because that was not honoring him. And it doesn't mean that we have to go around acting or pretending that our spouses are perfect, but I think we have to be prudent in who we speak to about things that are maybe bothering or upsetting us. There's a big difference between talking to one trusted friend than it is to just blabbing to a whole bunch of people in a restaurant, right? And I think you can certainly appreciate that difference. It kind of goes back to, would you want someone to talk like that about you? And if the answer is no, then we shouldn't talk like that about other people. So if we look at the, the passages that I've looked at, Isaiah and Romans, it really is about resting in the knowledge that God has done and given us so much and that now we, knowing that, can turn around and give it and share it with other people to really love other people with mutual affection. That would really radically change the world. If we could do that in our families and in our communities, that would radically change the world. And so it is definitely something to think about. It is a way of changing our perspective, saying that I have what I need from God because I was created for his glory. And so I'm going to share that glory with everyone I come into contact with, even the people who maybe will not be returning that favor or the people who are difficult. So that is really a great lukewarm, not lukewarm challenge for this week, isn't it? That this week I'm going to ask you to, instead of returning people's negativity or nastiness or difficulty 
in that same vein to really return to them some love and appreciation for who they are and for whatever their suffering may be. You know, so really just to go out of our way to love each other and to have that mutual affection and to show honor to the people in our lives that God has given to us. So that's going to be our not lukewarm challenge for this week. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week and are having a great February, no matter where you are. And don't forget, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love to hear from you. And more importantly, I want to know how you're doing with these not lukewarm challenges, because my desire is to build up an army of people who are living for Christ. And I hope that in some small way, we are all reaching out and doing that through these challenges. God bless you and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.